Hi, welcome to the Blue Collar Musician, Episode 3. I am Brett Cohen. You can find me at brettcohenmusic.com and all the social medias at Brett Cohen Music. Okay, so the first two episodes were geared towards people just getting started in their professional career, and I promised I was going to do a video sooner than later that would address people who are currently active in the business. So that's what I'm doing here today. One of the biggest questions, if not the biggest question, I get asked by my peers is how do you go about getting instrument endorsement deals? This is something I've been incredibly fortunate with in my career. A few years back, I found a way to, to approach people about it. And I think all in all, I've had nine or 10 different endorsement deals, and many of them still active, actually. So I'm going to talk to you about that today. Hopefully, you'll get a lot out of it, and you'll be able to get great endorsement deals of your own. So I think the first thing that needs to be addressed is uh, what is an endorsement deal, and I guess within that, kind of the proper terminology. A lot of people misunderstand the endorsement relationship, and uh, I've heard so many people say that uh, I am an endorsee of a certain company. That's actually wrong, and the reason why I'm correcting that is not just because um, I think the terminology needs to be right and that you know you got to say things in a certain way, but it helps to have a fundamental understanding of the relationship. When you have an endorsement deal with a company, you are an artist endorser. The relationship works in the way that you are endorsing the instrument company. The instrument company is not endorsing you or your career. So you have to understand that because that dynamic has a lot to do with the way that you're going to negotiate. You're essentially creating a business relationship. And when I first talk to people, that's the way I approach it. I'm interested in forming a business relationship with your company. Uh, but you have to understand that you are endorsing that company. So at the same time, it, it's kind of funny because you're almost asking them, hey, is it okay if I say your company is really great? And, um, it, you know, it's a funny thing because you could say that you endorse anything. I could say that I endorse Otter Pops, and I do. Uh, I quite enjoy them. But the fact of the matter is that me going out and saying that I really like Otter Pops and putting it up on my website that I like Otter Pops... That does a lot of great things uh, for Otter Pops, uh, if, if you trust my opinion on, on frozen confections, I guess. But, uh, but it doesn't do anything for you. So you are trying to create a symbiotic relationship. That is, a relationship where both parties are getting something in return. So for me to publicly say, I am really about this thing, and to make it a part of, of my marketing, because when you have these endorsement deals, they want you to put it on your website, that, that you endorse them. Uh, if you put out recordings, you know, you put it in your um, uh, liner notes and, and things like that. And you make it very public that, that you're all about that thing. Well, you should get something in return for that. So typically what you get in return primarily is that you get equipment at a highly discounted rate. There are some companies that will give you some things for free, uh, but it's very few and far between now. That's just not the, the business model anymore that they do. Uh, but you can get heavily discounted gear, and as a blue-collar musician, that's fantastic. Now that makes something that is like a, uh, a higher-level instrument brings it down to a mid-level price or an affordable price for, for guys out doing what we're doing. So what I would suggest first and foremost is don't expect anything for free. But do expect a, a good discount. And I, in my opinion, it should be a deep discount. In a lot of companies, it is a deep discount. I have been offered endorsement deals with people where, um, well, in fact, there was one company, and I'm not going to name really any names 
in this whole thing unless there's a really good reason to. But there's one company I have an endorsement deal with where there was a guitar that I really wanted to get from them. And I asked him for what my artist endorser price would be. We'd already created the relationship. And it was actually $50 more than Musician's Friend was selling it for. So to me, that just didn't make sense. And that's actually when I kind of started to question my relationship with that company. But um, I guess I'm kind of digressing there. But it should be highly discounted gear. And the next level beyond that is that that instrument company should add you to their website or other marketing material that they put out because that is a huge benefit because even though you're the endorser, you're the one saying they're great, it's great for marketing, great for creating greater brand awareness of, of your brand as a musician to be a part of their literature and be a part of their website. Some companies are better about that than others. Some companies have me on their website, some companies don't. Some have had me on, taken me off, put me back on. And you don't really know why, because they're doing their own corporate strategy with how they're doing their websites. Who really knows why they do it? Others have said, yeah, we're going to put you on, we're going to put you on, and then uh, they don't, they don't, they don't. Then a year later, I show up on the website. So you do want to work those things into your agreement with these companies, uh, but it doesn't mean that they're always going to do it, that they're always going to do it in, in a timely manner. But really, for me, the bottom line uh, with it, the number one thing with it, is being able to get this equipment at discounted rates. Because if you've been active in the business for a long time, you know, stuff breaks. It could be the best made stuff in the world, but stuff breaks. You've got to have a backup. You've got to have, um, you gotta have access to, to more equipment uh, at any given time. And for me, I like to buy things in, in twos, you know, for that reason. I have a buddy who, when he likes a product, I mean, he'll buy six or seven of them. Because uh, then also he has house gigs, so he'll keep them at different house gigs and then have stuff to travel with, and I think that's great. With deeply discounted gear, you can do that. So keep that in mind. That should really be your primary purpose. Marketing and all that is secondary. It is really important, but being part of their marketing and people knowing that you are associated with them professionally is fantastic for marketing as well. Uh, but again, it is secondary. Along those lines, sometimes there are some semantics in the business. There are companies that I have spoken with where I've asked for artist and, an artist endorsement deal, and they've said, well, we don't really want to do that, uh, but we'll give you artist pricing. So I don't know if artist pricing is higher than endorser pricing, but they're still offering a heavy discount. And um, following the point, I mean, that's, that's great. So they're basically saying up front, you're not going to be part of our marketing, but you don't necessarily have to tell people all that much about us either, uh, but we will give you these heavily discounted rates. So keep an eye out for that. If, if someone doesn't offer you an endorsement deal, then maybe you counter back with that. Okay, well, I don't maybe need an endorsement deal, but do you have an artist pi pricing program for guys that are out doing this all the time? That's another avenue to explore. Okay, so now that we know what an endorsement deal is, basically, we have the, the basic understanding of it, who should you approach about a deal? That's a big question. It really is. What I would say, first and foremost, this is extremely important to me, don't approach a company just for the sake of trying to get an endorsement deal. I will only approach companies that I really believe in their products, and in most cases, only companies whose products I've owned, because if you haven't owned a piece of gear, 
then you don't know about the reliability of it. And that's a huge factor in the gear that you use. It could have the greatest tone in the world, but if it breaks every month or every two months, you need to replace it, find another product, in my opinion. Now, obviously, we all have friends in, in the business, so we could ask, hey, have you ever owned this product, you own this pedal, whatever it may be, guitar, any instrument. And they could give you a rundown of the reliability and things like that if it's something you like. But you have to have integrity in your choices because you got to remember you're going to go out there and say that um, I'm giving this my stamp of approval. Your stamp of, of approval needs to be worth gold. Uh, if, it's, if it's not worth gold, it's worth nothing. So you don't want to put your stamp on just any product. Now, at, at the same time, when I go out to say, um, okay, I'm going to look for a pedal endorsement deal. That was something that was really important to me because I use a lot of pedals. Um, I went down and made a list of all the companies that I really believed in, that I really liked. And there were some companies that um, I knew made great stuff and that I knew uh, made reliable stuff and I liked the way it sounded, but I had no personal experience with it, so I did not approach those people. Uh, I will name, name a name there, Wampler Pedals. I know those are fantastic pedals. I know that if I got those pedals, I would love them. But because I had never tried them, I did not approach that company about a deal. Uh, it's just something that's important to me. You have to have the integrity and the choice. Okay, so beyond that, you have to look also at being realistic with your goals. And a lot of it is going to depend on um, what you're doing in your career and where you're doing it. Region is a big deal. Like I'll say when I moved to Las Vegas, I got a lot more endorsement deals than when I was living in California, which seems a, a little counterintuitive, but it, it makes sense when you think about it. We'll, we'll get more into that in a minute. But if you're playing bars, clubs, wineries, things like that, that's your mainstay, and you could be making a great living at it, uh, even if you're playing seven days a week. And I use that example because I did exactly that. I was playing seven days a week at those types of establishments in Southern California. You're probably not going to get a deal with a Fender or a Gibson. You know what I mean? Like a, a really, um, one of the tried and true high-end household name companies. You're probably not going to get a deal with them because they're working with Eric Clapton and Jeff Beck and, um, God, whoever else, Joe Bonamassa. They're not dealing with, you know, Brett Cohen in Temecula, California playing, uh, you know, Curvellos or, or whatever. That, that's a club out there that, that I used to play at. Um, but you know what I mean? They're they're focusing just on the high-end stuff. And there are exceptions, though, with those companies. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some exceptions. But it's hard to even get a response back from companies at that level. So what I suggest is looking at those mid-level companies, companies that are not necessarily household names, but they're products that you really believe in, again. And um, you're going to have a, a better bet there because they're trying to grab a greater market share. And having artist endorsers helps them to do that. The big companies aren't as worried about market share because they already have it. So that's essentially my bread and butter right there. Another factor to consider when choosing what companies to approach is the price point of uh, that company's products. Uh, reason being is because remember, you're not going to get anything for free, probably, uh, most likely. You're going to be looking at a heavy discount. And you're going to be looking, in my personal experience, at between 40% and 60% of what you see it selling for in stores. And there's variance either way, but that's just the, the general rule of thumb. So if you're looking at a company that uh, sells 
instruments for $3,500, $4,000, even your artist endorser price is going to be $2,000, $2,500. So you have to ask yourself if that's something that you're willing to pay. And obviously, we're all professionals. We're all willing to pay for quality. But at the same time, a lot of us who, who are watching and who are part of this are not the people on tour with the uh, the Justin Bieber's of the world or people like that. We don't have roadies. We don't have all the all the flight cases and all the people handling the gear. You know, we're going to like the bars and the casinos, and we're going places where people are drunk. I don't know about you. Like, I have some really high end guitars. I don't take my four thousand dollar Gibson out to uh, to a gig where a drunk is going to fall into it and snap the headstock. So what I look at, and this is just my personal preference, for the price point of what I bring out to the majority of my gigs, I want to bring out a guitar or a bass, an instrument that I can replace for under $1,000. And uh, even that is stretching it. I really like to stay like three to 600 but again, that's it at my price. So again, if I'm paying $600 for a guitar that I have an endorsement deal with, and that guitar probably sells for $1,200, $1,400 or, or whatever, around in that range. But keep that in mind, because many years ago, there was a, a fantastic instrument company that was interested in talking to me. I had a friend, and, and he had put in the good word, and they were interested in talking to me about doing an endorsement deal. And I thought, what a great idea. But when I saw the artist pricing, I said, you know, this is still out of my price range. It, it really is. It's the kind of thing where it would be like a really special buy, I mean, a special occasion, and I would buy it. But then I really wouldn't want to take it out. And that defeats kind of the whole purpose of the of the endorsement deal because to serve these companies that you have the deals with, people need to see you playing it. You need to play it out live. You need to be photographed playing it, videotape playing it. So to me, it doesn't make sense. So again, when, when I had talked, when I say mid-level, doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the quality of, of the companies, but mid-level as far as market share and mid-level as far as uh, pricing goes. And you can find some companies that are great. There's an amp company that I have an endorsement deal with. They're my favorite amp company. Um, of all time, and we're going to talk about them in future videos, but they have three different lines, or maybe four different lines now, of, of gear, where they have the stuff where the guys like me can afford really nice gear, and then they also have the really high-end, more boutique stuff too, which you can get great deals on, so you could buy that special amp that you're just going to use for studios or, or whatever. So it's also good to find a company that has a wide array of pricing, and also a wide array of products. Like, um, again, I'll name a name here. I, I don't have a deal with, with Line 6, but I think Line 6 would be a, a hell of a great company to have an endorsement deal with because they make guitar amps and they have bass products and they have studio gear, uh, live sound reinforcement. They have so many different products that really you can kill two birds with one stone if you could get a deal with a, a company like that. that that covers a whole bunch of different equipment. Um, but keep pricing in mind. In other words, is my bottom line. Keep that in mind when you're choosing the companies you're going to talk to. All right, so I guess a, a huge question is who should go and seek artist endorsements? Uh, what do you need to do in order to do it? And what I've found is the number one thing that you need is a jam-packed calendar. Uh, so anybody who is gigging uh, 20 times a month or more, you should be able to get an endorsement deal with somebody, somebody that you like. Uh, that's plenty of gigs. For me, I would lead a lot of times in, in my opening sentence with how many gigs I would do. For a long time, I was doing um, like 350 gigs. When I first came to Vegas, my first year was like 425. It was, it was ridiculous. But that 
carries a lot of weight right there. When you can say, I would say really the cutoff, maybe 200 plus, and then you could probably get away with less. You could probably get away with 100 to 150 if you were, say, backing up a really strong uh, indie artist and you were doing a lot of touring and going into different regions, you could probably get away with less gigs. But you got to remember that's the number one thing is your uh, amount of gigging that you're doing and then also the type of gigging that you're doing as well. So I've been fortunate enough to be on a television show here in Vegas as part of the house band. So that's a really great thing because that's only once a week that we do that, but we're not playing in a club for 100 people. Now we're on, um, on network television and people are all over the country and wherever else. Well, our show is regional, but you know, I mean, if you're able to, to be on a show that's all over the country, then people are seeing you. In other words, thousands, tens of thousands, as opposed to just a couple hundred people in a club. So you got to keep that in mind as well. Some companies won't even work with people who are doing like cover gigs or, or, or stuff like that. They just want to see guys who are sidemen or, or the actual guy uh, for indie artists. So you just have to keep that in mind too. But basically, if you play a bunch of gigs, then you should be eligible for an artist endorsement deal. Simple as that. You know, I, it's probably because I'm kind of old school, but sometimes I forget to think about things like this too. But on, on top of just gigging, if you do a lot of videos on YouTube with gear and you have a lot of followers, a lot of subscribers, and a lot of views on your videos, and you've almost become sort of an authority or at least like a well-respected performer, then that's another great reason that you should be eligible for, uh, for artist endorsement deals. So keep that in mind too. So maybe you do 150 gigs a year, but then you have some incredibly popular YouTube videos and you put them out every week and uh, you prominently display the gear, things like that, then you should be eligible as well. So again, sometimes I forget about the, the technological, technological uh, aspects of uh, music today, but keep that in mind too. Okay, so we got all that stuff out of the way. I think the million dollar question on this is how do you actually do it? How do you approach the companies? How do you make the deals? Well, it's so simple. It really is, honestly. Just go to the website of the companies that you want to look for, and somewhere on their site, you will probably find them addressing the artist endorsement question. Sometimes it's in the uh, in the FAQ section. Sometimes you have to kind of look for it. Uh, sometimes if you go to the contact page, then it'll have a blurb about artist endorsements, or it may say, to uh, talk to us about artist endorsements, click here. Um, even if you don't see anything like that in the contact section, you should see something that says artist relations and with like an email address or a phone number to it. I always like to open with email with everybody. So I get these email addresses and then I send out an email. And I have a general template, but I don't like to use boilerplate stuff because I think sometimes that can become obvious and it's a little impersonal. But I always like to make a comment in the email that... I am someone who is looking to form a business relationship with them. And a lot of times, like I mentioned earlier, I will would even open with the amount of gigs I play. So I would open with a sentence, for example, where I say, Hello, my name is Brett Cohen. I'm a professional musician from Las Vegas who plays 350 gigs a year. And I'd be very interested in talking with your company about creating a business relationship. And then what I would always do in my emails is go on to name a specific product or products that either I own, again, nine times out of ten I own it already, or that I have tried it extensively and, and have a lot of experience with it. I'll mention what I like about that particular company and why I think 
it's a good fit for me, but then I also like to go on and tell them a little bit more about what I do. This is not a place to lay out your bio. You really want to keep it to like four or five sentences, make it an easy read. But again, you already have your website. You know, if you watch the prior videos, you have your website with your videos and your bio and your dates, because that's a big thing actually proving you have the dates you say that you do. Um, so I just always include a link. I say to find out more about me and about what I can bring to the table, please visit this website. I look forward to hearing back from you at your earliest convenience. A lot of times you'll hear back in a couple of days. Uh, sometimes you won't hear back at all. I'll usually give it a week if I don't hear anything, and then I'll send a follow-up email that's even shorter where to say, hey, just following up on the email I sent last week, I'd still really like to speak with you about this. Please get back to me at your earliest convenience. Uh, from there, if they let it go and don't get back to you, sometimes I'll let it go. depends on, on who the company is and, and how bad I want to work with them. Um, if they don't get back to me, then I'll go back to that website and look to see if there was a phone number for the person. And then I do the same thing. Inevitably, you're going to leave a voicemail because everybody screens their calls now. It's just how it is. It's too easy. So uh, I'll leave on the voicemail just about the same verbiage I put in that original email. the short and to the point. And uh, if they don't get back to you, they don't get back to you. You move on. Sometimes you might talk with different companies at the same time. Um, you know, well, and that's another thing I should address. With all the companies I've worked with, None of them have been exclusive, like nothing in the contract has said that if I play this guitar that I can't be seen playing another guitar, and uh, that's what's really cool about it. Now, again, if I was somebody like um, Jerry Cantrell or, or Eric Clapton or somebody, then maybe there would be something of that effect, but then I would expect to get free guitars. As long as I'm still paying for um, the equipment, I expect to have a non-exclusive contract with them. Um, so keep that in mind as well. But a lot of times people have asked me, well, what kind of terms are you looking for or things like that? And then I just tell them looking to get artist pricing and um, in exchange for me marketing. I'd like to be on your website, yada, yada, all the stuff we discussed earlier. And then usually they'll get back to me with their deal. And again, everybody's deal is different. I can't give you specific advice on how to negotiate a deal, but just go with what you think is right. If someone offers you something that you're happy with, don't try to negotiate for the sake of negotiation. Just um, just go ahead and go with it. And then one thing is I like to buy something right away. When they offer me a deal at artist pricing, a lot of times I won't even approach companies about artist endorsements until I'm, I have money and I'm ready to buy a product. Uh, because that right there shows you're serious. You're not a collector of en endorsements. You're not looking to do something to boost your ego. You are absolutely looking to buy gear and you're going to do what you say you're going to do. So a lot of times I'll, they'll say, okay, hey, let's do a deal. Here's our terms. I go, okay, what kind of price will you give me on this? They send me the price. Okay, done deal. How do I order? Automatically, you've, you've created that relationship, and uh, you've shown that you're serious about it. Okay, so once you've actually created that relationship and uh, you've bought the gear, you know, you still need to cultivate that relationship. You really want to try to become friends with your reps, you know, or, or at least good acquaintances. So a lot of times what I'll do, obviously I'm going to contact them anytime I want to buy something, uh, but a lot of times if I have something big coming up, I'll let them know because then maybe they'll want to put it on their social media for that company or whatnot. So like when I got that television show that I had mentioned, I just sent everyone a quick email that was a rep of mine that said, hey, I just wanted to let you know about this really cool thing I'm doing, and um, I'm going to be playing your guitar on, on TV or, you know, your amp on TV. Just wanted to let you know. Or, you know what I mean? A any kind of thing like that. Like, I won't, I won't email anybody just to say, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? 
Because I mean, at the same time, you know, we're not friends. We didn't we didn't meet socially. Uh, hopefully, we can become friends. But anytime something of note happens, I just reach out to him in a very casual email and let him know. Uh, when the Nam show comes around, I like to make it a point to uh, to go to the show and just go see those people primarily. That's my my first priority: is go see those people, get FaceTime, cultivate that relationship, and that's when you can talk more socially. Is when you're when you're face to face with them. Um, yeah, or sometimes I'll, I'll send out something that says, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm still playing in Las Vegas and, uh, I know a lot of people come through here for conventions and other stuff. Let me know next time you're in town, I'll get you free show tickets or something like that. It's always good just to, just to keep that relationship back and forth. And, and you know, with some of the reps I've worked with, um, I've gotten to build friendships with them. Other reps, they don't care. You know, that, that's, that's another thing you got to look at once you are involved in a deal the veil is going to be pulled back and you're going to realize not all companies are created equal. Uh, some customer service is dynamite, uh, especially if you're an artist endorser. Other companies' customer service, they don't care. You know, they act like uh, they're really doing you a favor by letting you tell people they're cool. You know what I mean? Uh, they won't get back to you very quickly and there's customer service problems and things like that. But but then you know that's a company that you, you might want to walk away from and since you're non-exclusive, you can just go find another company. Um, you know, for example, I had a, uh, uh, an unfortunate to me thing that happened. Uh, the first company I ever got an endorsement deal with, I loved, I absolutely loved the guitars and I bought a guitar right away and, um, and the customer service was great on it. And then unfortunately, um, they stopped producing guitars. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they're a really small boutique company and great people, great example of somebody that I became good friends with actually as far as as far as a rep it was such a small uh company but they really made the best products but you know at that point when it was like i can't really replace gear and i can't buy more gear then i did have to go out and and look for another company to to strike up a relationship with so i could keep a an ongoing thing so um you know just just keep all keep all that in mind cultivate a relationship find out who's really good to work with who's not really good to work with Keep the ones that are great, move on from the ones that aren't. You know, along the same lines of cultivating a relationship, uh, just because somebody says no uh, to an artist endorsement deal doesn't mean you lost, and it doesn't even mean that the relationship is over. If they just send you back an email that says, no thanks, I've gotten that before, uh, we're not looking to do that this time, that's cold, and they're not looking to do anything, but look at why they're saying no, and look at what they're saying, and see if it's something you can cultivate. There's a company that I've been working with for um, several years now. They have denied me every time I've asked them for an artist endorsement deal. But at the same time, I consider the reps and, and the owners uh, friends. And we have a great friendship and relationship. And you know what they do? Help me out. I've told them before, look, um, there was one time I was in a pinch. And uh, I just moved to Vegas. Most of my gear was still back in California. And uh, I had one amp <laughs> with me. And it blew up, and I, I called them in a panic, and I said, look, I need you guys to help me out because your amp is the next amp I want to buy, whether I'm an endorser or not. Um, I need an amp in 24 hours, and you know what? They gave me the best smoking price on the amp. They shipped it out. I got it. I didn't miss anything. Uh, so so it's cool, and, and they're a great company and great guys. I love, love the products, and we do have a closer relationship than I do with a lot of the companies that did give me artist endorsement deals. So uh, some people you just hit it off with, you know, even if 
for some reason, if the business model doesn't allow them to uh, to do that endorsement deal, doesn't mean that that's where it ends. So it's all about being personable, about making friends, having a good time. We're all musicians at the end of the day. So, you know, you got to look at things like that. All right, so that's about it. That's the basics. Uh, hopefully you guys got a lot out of this video. If you have any questions or anything about specifics or any comments, feel free to put it in the comments. 